0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, November 5th, 2014, and you guys are listening to episode 184. Um, I did it. A lot of you guys said that I was not going to get this one done on time, but it is on time, damn it. So here we are, uh, 184, ton of stuff to talk about. You guys been waiting for this episode. I know it. I've been waiting for this episode. There's a ton of stuff on this episode, some crazy stories, just great stuff. So uh, without without further ado, let's get into this. Before I start, as always, I want to thank my sponsor, GonzoFame.com. GonzoFame. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth, Interviews with your favorite comedians of today, they're adding ones on all the time. Just recently, Joe Bartnick, who uh, I actually toured with for the uh, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, presents the All In Tour. It was me, Bartnick, and Jason Lawhead, and it was a great time. They just interviewed Joe, and um, it's a great interview. All the interviews are great on there. Shout out to David Gavry, who runs the, the site. as a funny up-and-coming comedian from Chicago. He actually came to the show and uh, put him up on a guest spot. You know, killed it. Did a great job, and um, you know, really good dude, man. Brought me a cigar, and we had a we had a great time. So, um, GonzoFame is not only a great website, but it's run by great people. So, check that out, Gonzo Fame. Now, a lot of stuff to talk about on the podcast today. I'm going to talk about a, an amazing, incredible, nutty weekend in Indianapolis that I had uh, this past weekend, but it was a great time, and uh, I'll get into that. Also going to talk, uh, you know, obviously unacceptables. Just, just a ton of cool stuff. I had a lot of pressure on myself this weekend because I was, you know, trying to lay down an album here and a Halloween weekend on the road. Didn't know how it was going to go. Tell you all about that. Uh, some sports. The Knicks and Giants suck. We'll talk about that for a little bit later. What else have we got here? We got no. Again, guys, no movie, nothing like that. But believe me, I got a lot of stuff to get to, so here it goes, but before I start, I have to thank everybody, honestly, everybody from the bottom of my heart who traveled out this weekend, uh, either to Indianapolis, or if you were in Indianapolis, uh, who came out to see me, whether it was Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, I know Saturday was the night, pretty much the night for the album and everything, but people came out anyway, there were people that drove hours to see me, that love my show, and love the podcast, cannot tell you how much that means to me, uh, in all seriousness, it was insane, uh, especially on Saturday, when I asked how many people listen to the podcast, and man, it was, it was nuts, especially the first show, man, the place went nuts, and even the owner was like, holy shit, I didn't expect that, and I was like, I didn't expect that many, because Saturday was really busy, and I, I thank you, but Friday, you know, Thursday crowds were not huge. Uh, we dealt with a snowstorm. We dealt with Halloween, and people still were 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 out and and you know loyal fans of mine. So thank you, thank you. I cannot thank you enough. Uh, you guys know who you are. I spoke to you afterwards. I if I didn't speak to you afterwards, please understand. Next time I'm there, come up to me. Say hey, man. I listen to the podcast because I appreciate it. Um, now, I'll get into the week. Tell you guys everything that happened. Yes, there was definitely an incident that happened. I know some people are talking about it. People are talking about it on Twitter. Uh, and I know that uh, it's out there. So I, I will give you guys everything that happened. Pretty nuts. No, it's not going to be one of my unacceptables. It's part of the job. It is crazy. This one was definitely above and beyond. So I think you guys will be entertained by that. Excuse me while I sip this uh, Diet Coke here. So now I'll, go, I'll just break down the... Um, The whole weekend, and we'll we'll go from there. So I went to Indianapolis, Morty's Comedy Joint, with a plan and a goal. This was a business trip. This was more of a business trip than probably any road that I've done. Because when you go on the road a lot, it's not all the time that you have to get an album. You have to get video footage. I was trying to get video footage that I'm submitting for TV that can be something big for me. So I needed to have equipment. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, like, technically. I don't, I don't know any of that. But, you know, I had some recording stuff. As far as the audio, I knew Morty's had the audience mic'd, and they had a great sound system, so I was going to do that. I had a little backup plan for that. But as far as the video, I just had my camera. Didn't know how this thing was going to turn out. Now, what happened was I get there Friday. I fly in, and uh, right away the hotel's awesome. And you guys know that. That's how I feel about the road. I love a nice hotel. Um... And you guys, you comedians out there on the road, you'll see. When you do the road, man, sometimes you're sitting in a place that you wouldn't fucking kill yourself in. You'd be like, suicide is better than this shithole. Why is there a 1974-looking carpet in here? Okay, why is there a recliner that's got cigarette stains on it? You're going to go through some shit in this business. You're, then they're going to say, put you in what they call the comedy condo, and that's going to be a fucking nightmare. You're going to sit over there and be like, which comedians do I got to worry about the jerked off in this place? It's awful. Okay, so I'm big on accommodations. I just look at it like I look at the owner and be like, "Would you stay here? Would you and you, would you and your family stay here for a night?" Then I'm not. People could call me a prima donna, a dick, say anything they want. I don't care. I'm, I'm just not. That's just not what I'm gonna, I'm about. I need a nice place. This place, nice, almost like a little mini suite, flat screen TV, awesome. So I get there and um, Thursday night, kind of a light crowd really cool. I had a great time on stage, but um, you know, I just knew it's Halloween weekend and the next day is Halloween, so I'm like, fuck man, I don't know what to expect. I thought Friday was going to be really light. Thursday was okay. It ended up turning out okay, but it was just a light crowd. I'm like, I'm not going to get an album from this. And um, so what happened was I do the show Thursday and then I'm told that I'm I knew that I was doing radio on Friday morning, which is the Bob and the Bob and Tom show and uh, they wanted me there, they wanted me picked up at like 6.15, I'm on the air, a little before 7, which for me is just, listen, I know it's part of the job, I know it's great exposure for comedians, I'm not complaining, but that's just early for me, man, it's early for anybody, but especially me, if you knew me, you would be like, you know, talk to my close friends about me in the morning, it's just, it's not fucking, it's just not a good mix, so... I'm good Thursday night. I don't really drink a lot. I don't, you know, I'm not getting crazy. I'm not, I was just like, nope, I'm going to go. I'm going to knock this radio out. I'm going to get some rest and I got to focus on the set and get ready for Friday. So Friday night comes Halloween and I, I mentioned this on stage before for anybody that's not been to Indianapolis. Okay. Great city, great people, big on sports. Clean, beautiful airport, all that shit. The one thing is, weather there can turn in 32 seconds. You can have a beautiful day on the golf course and two seconds later be like, the end of the world just hit Indianapolis. It's, it, I mean, it gets insane. So, like, this fucking, like, a polar vortex hits and this place goes from like sweatshirt weather to like. I need an Eskimo jacket in like no time, and then it starts pouring snow, and it's and it's fucking Halloween, so I'm going. This show's getting canceled. Like it's pouring snow and it's Halloween. Who's gonna be like, I want a babysitter. I'm going to see a comedy show, and I'm just like, man. People are calling the comedy club, going, Hey, man, is a, is, it, is there still a show? And I was actually hanging out with the owner during the day, and I hear the owner going, Yeah, we don't cancel. We don't cancel the show for. <laughs> We don't cancel the show for, um, you know, weather. And I'm going, oh, man. So I get to the club Friday night, Halloween. And actually, luckily, there was... Some people came out. It was... A, it, was it wasn't it was as bad as I thought. I mean, it wasn't great. It was definitely light. It was Halloween. I always thought the whole week going in, I thought the early show Friday was going to be crazy. Like, as far as, like, sold, like, not sold out. Not even people. Nothing. I mean, canceled. I knew that going in. But still... There were people there, enough for a nice little, you know, on the bottom, of the floor was it was it was decent, had a good time, laughed, everything was great. Second show Friday. Now the second show Friday is notorious in comedy to be the bad one. As a matter of fact, Steve Martin has a saying, it's a, it's and he, and he, it's a hundred percent. I mean it's it's documented. He said this. They said, Why'd you stop doing stand-up? And he said, Late show Friday. Late Show Fridays can be the hairy one. <clears throat> Excuse me, it can get a little crazy. So, I uh, go into this thing, and uh, my sponsor, Dave Gavry, GonzoFame.com, drove in a snowstorm from Chicago to hang out, see me, you know, see me perform, do all that stuff, support, you know, great dude. And he's a comic, so I was like, dude, you want to do five minutes? And he was like, yeah. So there were a couple guest spots on the show you know, people are, are down, you know, in the, in the front area of the crowd is like where it's most crowded, and then some people scattered out in the back, um, I was just happy that there was, you know, I was able to work stuff out, And but now I'm in my mind going, holy shit, here's the pressure, I have Saturday to get this done, so I'm gonna fine tune this shit, I'm gonna, don't get me wrong, I'm gonna have fun with these people, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, give 100% like I always do. You know, that's one thing I learned from some great comedians. no not matter if they're 7 or 7,000, you fucking perform. So I'm, I'm, I'm g- getting going. And um, there's two guest spots for you. People that don't know, a guest spot is when, you know, a comedian just pops in and says, hey, man, can I do five minutes? And Miss Pat, uh, very funny uh, female comic, she was working out her three minutes for her last comic standing audition that's going to be in New York this week. And she was cool. You mind if I? I was like, no, go ahead. So I had two guest spots, the host, a feature, and then me. And I'm just, you know, waiting in the back. And I'm just going, you know what? Have fun with this. It's a light crowd. Hopefully tomorrow will be better. Diet Coke, my bad. So while the host is on stage, there's this drunk dude. And he's in the crowd. And he's just going like, yeah, man, I hear you. Yeah, exactly. And he's like clapping, like almost off, like delayed where he shouldn't be. And the dude is just a problem. Dude is just a problem. So host kind of just, you know, tries to keep it light. And to the host's credit, the guy was trying to be one of those hecklers that wasn't a dick, but just over the top and trying to be a part of the show and laughing. And like I've mentioned before on the show, there are different types of hecklers. There's a heckler that wants to be helpful and thinks they're a part of the show and is fun with it. You know, then you get the assholes who just want to be like malicious and fucking tell me, yeah, I told that community. Just fucking people that should be hit in the face with a spike bat. You know, and, and then you got the people who can gradually get there. It starts normal, but then it can gradually get to a bad place. And I think that that's what the situation was here. So, the host gets through it calls up the first guest spot Miss Pat is the first guest spot and she stops the show right away because the guy keeps yelling and interrupting she's only doing three minutes and she literally goes listen motherfucker you better shut up I got three minutes to get through here you ain't gonna fuck it up and then the guy starts getting warned and then the guy starts getting warned more and now I'm looking and I'm going "All right, this guy got warned twice he's talking through the first two comedians this could be a fucking nightmare whatever I'll shut him down whatever. So, so I'm sitting, sitting back there watching it. Then the next comedian, the feature goes up and she's going, by the way, shout out to Jen Murphy. She featured very nice, very funny. She was up there doing her thing and, she, and the guy kept yelling at her and she was just like, listen, I can't talk to you. You're going to get kicked out. And now the guy gets warned again. So I, uh, I leaned over to the host and I, I mean, yeah, I leaned over and I go, dude, I'm going to kick this guy out. I mean, there's no way there's no way that, that I'm not uh, going to kick this guy out. And uh, he was like, yeah, you know, see what happens. So then Dave Gavry went up, does a five-minute guest spot, really funny, and, um, you know, thought he did a great job. The guy really wasn't too bad at that point, you know. Was He was just warned and, and all that stuff. And then I go on stage, and right away, you know, I thank people for coming out. I'm joking around about Indianapolis when I get up there, you know, just, you know, just lightening everything up let people know about me real quick I start getting laughs and things are going good and there's a dude that dude that same dude is just kinda getting into his drunk mode again so I I do a drinking bit I talk about drinking and the guys like laughing and clapping but then he's like starting to like yell stuff out and then he's being really distracting and the people with him are like you know Dude, Putting their heads down going why are you doing this And now he's yelling and I see people People that I knew were my podcast fans People that I knew drove to see me To fucking drive in the snowstorm And on Halloween To see me perform On a night On Halloween night which you know it's going to be late But they don't care They want to see the comedian that they came to see And this is the night that they could do it And they're there And I see that guy distracting those tables So now I'm getting fucking infuriated and i'm like this motherfucker needs to go down. He can't be here. He's not going to do this. But i'm saying to myself, you know what? If he keeps it together, i'm cool. I don't want to throw this guy out, but he was warned a few times and now it, it now it now it needs to stop because i'm about to do an hour right now. Okay? So i'm on stage and about 3 or 4 minutes in I say something and the guy's laughing and then like he starts leaning over, talking, putting his head down, doing all this stuff and it's really, really distracting and I'm just like, so I stopped the show and I go, I go, dude, I go, what, what, what are you doing? I go like, at what point did you think this was okay? And then I just looked at the people at his table and I go, how did you guys let him out? And like his table was genuinely upset. Like they were upset, not at me, they were upset that like this is this is an ongoing issue with this dude and they could tell. So I just stopped and I just go all right, Well here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay. I go, um, these people came out to see me. What I'm not gonna let you do, you're not gonna fuck up my show. That's not gonna happen. I There's a lot of people here who drove in the snow on Halloween to come and see me. You're not fucking up the show, so you're gonna shut the fuck up or you gotta go. Now people start clapping and they're like, "Yeah, get him, Paul. It was pretty cool, man." I had people kind of like backing me up, and the dude is just like, "No, you're good. I like you're good." And then I was like, "Yeah, dude, I know I'm good, but I'm trying to, you know, do do my thing." You know, I wasn't trying to be an arrogant dick. I was just trying to to get the get this shit going. And he goes, well, yeah, but, you know, your story sounds familiar. So then he's kind of insinuating that I'm stealing something. But the funniest thing was he was laughing and clapping. And what I was talking about was my wife's uncle who subscribes to a whiskey magazine. So there was no way. First of all, never, I I could say this definitively. Like the, the thought... You know, that this guy tried to get under my skin by saying, first of all, he's laughing and clapping and liking me. And then when I tell him he needs to shut the fuck up or he's getting out because he's being loud, distracting, doing all kinds of weird things with his body, not paying attention and doing this, when when I said that, then he needed to kind of target and go at me. So the number one thing you say is, yeah, you're good, but you're doing this. So I just go, yeah, really? Really? That sounds familiar, dick? Somebody else was talking about the uncle with the whiskey and all that stuff. I go, you know something, dude? You're just drunk. You got to get out. I go, you're a cancer? And you need to be cut out early. Get out. And I go, and then the guy starts walking. And He starts saying something. I go, get the fuck out of the room. You're out. I go, I don't want. I looked at the guy. I don't want him in the room. He's out. Get him out right now. So the place starts clapping. And I'm up there. And I just want to do my show, man. I got an hour to do. I want to have fun with these people. And it was a crowd that was so good. You know, they were such a good crowd. It was like a good, light, late night crowd. Except this dude. So this guy gets up he's he's being escorted out and he's walking behind the front row of the stage and the stage is right there I'm literally 8 feet from this dude 8 to 10 at tops and he's walking and he just says something to me and I'm looking at him and I'm just like "To get the fuck just go you know and I just notice as he's walking he just looks at me and I see him, like, go for something and, like, reach up his hand. And in my mind, I had one second and I was like, is this dude really? Is this dude really about to do this? And this dude takes the top of a Miller light bottle and just fucking launches it right at me in my fucking head. Like, probably, like, if it did hit me, it was probably, would be, like, level with my jaw or chin where this thing came flying. Guys... This was not a lob. I've heard of comedians getting, you know, like bread or like ice or people just lob stuff and like look away to be a dick. This dude straight up took the top head of a bottle of beer and launched it hard. And I just out of like nowhere, I just, and it was so funny in my mind. I was like, yeah, see, I'm athletic. I'm definitely athletic. Nobody fucking hit me with that shit. But I, leave, I, I just throw my head to the left and this shit just flies, and the heel of it, it's an absolute miracle that this bottle did not break. I have it on video. I watched the video a couple of times. The fact that this bottle didn't break is a miracle, and it's actually a cool thing because I signed it, and I gave it to a, a fan and a podcast listener. Shout out. They're on Twitter. They got the, They got the thing, but I just moved to the side, and this thing, I heard the wind Like, this was like a fastball. I just felt this thing go, like, this thing was just like like right by me and just fucking, I like how I'm doing sound effects like you guys could. And and it hits the the D in Indiana, the sign behind me. And I kind of just throw my hands up and the crowd is in shock. The club is in shock. You know, in the years that the club's been, they've never seen anything like that um, in all the years I've been doing stand-up, never had, uh, I don't think I've ever had anything thrown at me, especially not a bottle at that velocity at my fucking head, if this thing hits me in the jaw, my head, my eye, my chin, I'm in rough shape, if this thing would have hit me, and the guy's talking shit leaving, and he's escorted out, and I believe the cops were called, but in my mind, all I cared about, I told the crowd, I go, guys, calm down, I'm a professional, we're going to have a good time, this guy's out, and I did an hour after that, and I had a great time, and anybody that was in that crowd that night is a part of my career, is a part of something that I'll always obviously (laughs) remember, you know, almost getting fucking darted in the head with a Miller Lite bottle, would have changed things for the weekend, but, you know, whatever, It, it, it didn't happen, it worked out. And um, I want to thank everybody who stayed not one person in the crowd because it did upset a lot of people. I saw some people on the the right side of the stage that were definitely shook up by it. There were comedians in the back that were shook up by it, by it even after it happened because they've never seen anything like it because it was just the level of violence that this this was a violent act. Like this was like this this guy this is this would put somebody in jail. This could could have hurt me. Um you know, I'm not mentioning names here, but it upset a lot of my friends, a lot of my, a lot of people were like, man, you could have been, and whatever, you know what, I could have been, and, and, and all those things are right, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't think the comedy club, um, obviously didn't anticipate it getting like this, the only thing I'll say is maybe the guy could have been out earlier, but I don't think, I think when, when it was my time, because when the guy was, you know, trying... He could have looked like he was trying to participate, but it's just drunk, drunk, rude, interrupting. Could have been out maybe a little earlier, but I can't say no place would would anticipate this act. Everybody in the club stayed. I told everybody after the show, and everybody seemed to have a great time. I was talking to people, taking pictures. Everybody was like, thank you. I, I got the people to the right that were kind of horrified. I got them laughing again. There were some older couples in there who didn't know what to think of this. Not one person left. I told people that if they wanted to come tomorrow, uh, they could come out tomorrow. I'll give them free tickets. And, um, you know, and I did an hour after that, and it was a great time. I had a great time. I appreciate everybody for staying. Um, Did it shake me up? I don't know if... I don't know... For some reason, I don't know why. Joe Madarise said to me, he goes, I would have, knowing you, Paul, I would have imagined you to... Get so pissed off when the bottle almost hit you that you would have thrown it back, and I don't think that that's me, but I do think that I was oddly calm for what happened. I I think people would agree if, if you're if you were in that crowd, and you're listening to this, I think that you would admit that I was, I I kind of surprised myself with how calm and cool I stayed, you know, uh, to at least I didn't even go on a rant after. I just said, guys, you know what? This shit happens. This shit you know it was it was an incident. You guys were here for it. Let's look at it as a positive like that. Um, let's have a good time. I, I'll I'll deal with this and and I did. Um, I I watched the clip and I was like fuck that's crazy. Now as far as people saying should I put it on YouTube, that's one thing you know I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna actually take some time to think about if I want to put this clip on YouTube. Um, it was. I don't know, because it's one of those things where if it did go on YouTube, it, 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 it really is kind of violent, and I don't want to put comedy in that light, like, you know, I know that that happens and that's real, but it's so rare, and I, I think the person, I think the individual that did it is not right, so, or, you know, I don't know the person's name, I don't know who the fuck it was, but I just don't think that, like, that's, I, I don't know, I just don't know if I want to put it on YouTube and, and just deal with the whole thing to be completely honest, I don't know, maybe I will, maybe I'll just decide, you know, what? here it is, there you go, and put it up there, but um, it was insane, and uh, people were just, what I took from it was afterwards, people like, I've never seen, I can't believe, like, I went out that night, and people were like, did that really happen, like, what happened, nobody could really believe, I think the two craziest things about that were, it didn't hit me, Because I'm insane. I'm an insane athlete. I'm just going to go with that in my head. Now, it didn't hit me, number one. And number two, it didn't break. Because if you saw the force which this bottle was thrown, it it was one of those things where the heel of the bottle hit such in a perfect place and the letter on the wall kind of like absorbed it a little bit. I think that's the only thing. I think if it would have hit in the middle, there's no way that it wouldn't have smashed. Who knows? Somebody's got a, a comedy souvenir out there. I signed it, took pictures with it, which was hilarious. But that's that's the story. That's what happened. Did an hour after afterwards, and everybody had a good time. A lot of people heard that story and were upset. And, and some comedians were thought things should have been done differently. I looked at it like I just wanted to give the people a show. These people came out for me, and that's it. So afterwards, the owner of the club had a little ho- Halloween party. Went back to the Halloween party. And... Um, had a couple of drinks, and I'm outside. And by chance, and this is what was amazing about this weekend. Uh, I I wouldn't take back what happened because everything was amazing. Uh, how things happen, and I'll give, and I'll tell you the the because I still got to get to the taping. And don't worry, I know I'm being long with the story, but people wanted to hear about it, so that's what I'm doing. I'm talking about if we go long, we go long. Got some other shit to get to. I will get to your unacceptable soon. Don't worry. So sit back, relax. Relax. I hope you're enjoying it. Oh, sorry that was the coke Hitting the microphone Shit I got bottles and cans Just all getting fucking thrown at me hit Hitting the mic So I'm at this party afterwards A little after party Halloween party And I'm outside These kids are smoking And I overhear Or somebody just says In front of me to one of the kids Hey dude what's your day job and the dude goes, um, well, during the day, you know, me and my roommates, we do sound and video and, you know, all this stuff. And I jokingly, I was like, well, you're doing anything tomorrow? And he goes, no, tomorrow I'm free. And I go, well, dude, here's a deal. I go, I'll throw you some money if you want to come to the club. I knew I was already getting audio, but I needed some good video. So I go, um you come to the club tomorrow, man, you come with, you know, he's like, yeah, we got great HD cameras, I go, if you could come to the club and have the place set up, I'll give you some money, man, if you stay for both shows, the 8 and the 10, and just video everything, and he was like, yeah, I'll do it, and we're like laughing and joking, and I'm like, dude, you're not drunk, and like gonna forget this, are you, and he was like, no, no, we'll be there, I show up Saturday night, not only is the dude there, by the way, shout out to Kevin and Kale, um, who I'm going to try to get work to. These guys, if you go to Morty's and you're a New York comic, ask the owner, they'll know who I'm talking about. Uh, Kevin and Kale just couldn't have been better. I show up, these dudes not only are there, obviously, they got microphones near the stage. They got everything wired up. They have a HD. They're doing audio too. They got a HD camera in the back, like everything I need. And I saw them and I was like, I'm doubling the money that I told you I give you. You're getting more money. Thank you so much. This takes so much pressure off me. I could throw my stupid fucking tripod or whatever stupid cameras I had. I don't have to worry about it. still use the Zoom mic uh Joe Matteris. Thank you, Joe Matteries. He let me uh borrow his Zoom mic to put in the crowd. So I still brought that and they still use that for me. And um uh, I can't tell you the place was really, really busy. Um it was just people just kept coming in. The whole bottom, the sides, it wasn't sold out, but it looked great. It was a very busy packed Saturday on the first show. And um I just went on stage. I did an hour. I had an absolute blast, and I felt during it, I go, wow, man, if this audio sounds good, this is it. Then the next show, almost just as packed, ton of people, so many Verzi Effect podcast listeners. I did an hour, 15 minutes on the second show, and I'm like, oh my God, dude, I just laid down an album. I just got it. And I got great video from these guys, and everything, everything that night just came together for the whole weekend. So I was dealing with the pressure of the slow Thursday, the Halloween Friday, the the, the bottle passed my fucking head. And now I, I did it. I did what I needed to accomplish. Um, and even if I only accomplished one of the two things that I needed to definitely get, I mean, I could always go somewhere in a week or so and get it. But like, this was the plan. This is what was advertised. This is what I wanted to do. And I did it. And, um, right now we're putting together the video for something. The audio, we're going to wait and just make sure we got everything. But either way, um, the place was amazing. The people knew I was, uh, Saturday night, everybody knew that I was doing an album. They were just great and into it. And, um, so yeah, so I want to thank everybody again. That was the weekend. And here's a little funny thing for you guys. On the way home, my wife calls me up and I had to fly to D.C. And it was awful winds to the point where I didn't know if planes were going to be delayed. And my wife goes, you're going to have a lot of turbulence coming in. So now I'm sitting here. And oh, wait. Before I get to this, I got to tell you guys this. I was, after Saturday night, me and one of the owners of the club, we went to this cigar place. And I got a Davidoff Nicaraguan, which is as good as any Cuban you'll ever smoke. And it's legal here. It's like an 18 to $20 stick. It is, it is ridiculous. It is everything a cigar should be. It was the fucking shit. And I got that and Lagavulin, 16-year scotch. It's one of the greatest combinations you'll ever have. Not going to lie, Lagavulin won like a single of Lagavulin, 16 years, like 25 bucks. It's grossly overpriced, absolutely insane drink. And with the Davidoff Nicaraguan, it was insane. So I celebrated the night. I knew that I, you know, I, what I had just done. I knew that I, I, I did a lot of things that I wanted to do. Uh, both things, pretty much. You know, knock on wood, we'll see. But I knew. And then, um, so I'm flying home the next day. And I had a direct to Indy from New York. But coming home, I had, I had to stop in D.C. And this wind is throwing this fucking plane around. And we're coming down. And the pilot's like... Alright, folks, you just want to tighten up your seatbelts a little bit. Uh, Looks like uh, we got some heavy winds coming, so there's going to be a little bit of turbulence on the way in. A little bit of turbulence. Had I not been on so many flights the past couple of years, this shit might have made me not get on a... I mean, it wasn't like violent to where you thought you were going to puke and people screaming, but this thing was just coming down. It looked like a toy... That had a, like a fishing line glued to the top and a little kid was playing with it. I mean, we were going side to side. The thing is dropping. And I'm looking around. I got some people that I know were afraid to fly looking around like they're going to fucking die. That didn't help the cause at all. And I'm just like, holy shit. And I'm like, I got to take off in this again and land in this again in New York. So now I'm sitting on the plane and I'm, I'm just like, I'm looking around and I'm going, we land and I'm going, I can't believe I'm going to do this again. The plane's like delayed and I'm going shit. So in New York, we, uh, oh, this is good because is going to lead right into my unacceptable. Anyways, we, I'm waiting to go to New York. Plane finally comes in, takes off. Takeoff isn't bad at all. Uh, coming into New York. Oh, but here's what happened. Before we took off from DC to New York, I'm looking out the window. I had a window seat, which I highly recommend because the aisle just doesn't cut it when it comes to sleep. One cool thing about the flight, nobody's sitting next to me on the way from D.C. to New York. And I'm looking out, and I don't know the, the, the correct terminology here. But you know, the like, you look at the wing, and I was right by the wing at the window. You know those things that are under the wing? They look like, I, I don't know if, they, it doesn't look like they're supporting the wing, but they're like these big, almost like giant, like long diamond looking things. And there's like three of them. There's one at the like the end, the middle, and then the far the, the, the tip of the wing and I'm looking at this thing before we take off and we're like second in line to take off and the wind is blowing and I just look at one of the metal things and it's going back and forth like it's about to fall off and then I'm, I have a panic attack and I'm going holy shit was this meant to be am I the only person seeing this if this thing is f- like dangling in the wind like that before we even take off this thing what if this thing flies off during takeoff I'm the only one who sees it. I'm looking at other people's vantage points to see if they could see it. And I'm going, holy shit, can I be the savior of this? What the fuck, do I say something? And I swear to God for a second, I thought about standing up, go, whoa, 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 timeout, time out, But then I'm like, holy shit, if I say that, they're gonna think I'm crazy, not let me fly home. And I'm going, fuck. So now I wanted to call this, you know, the flight attendant over and be like, listen, man, I'm looking at this thing. It's dangling, like, I don't know what the hell, like, is that thing gonna blow off? Like, have, did these guys, like, inspect the plane the right way? and i just go right back to my paranoia all because of the fuck all because of the turbulence on, on this thing you know and then finally i just had to reason with myself and go there's no way they're not gonna there's no way they're not gonna know that they probably just inspected it maybe it's something and then we just start going on the runway and we're flying and then i see it like moving up and down and kind of look like it got locked and secured so i guess it just wasn't locked and secured until a certain point but it freaked me out and the turbulence coming down in New York was not as even as close to as bad as it was in DC. So uh, that was it. That was it. And I came home. That was the weekend. But uh, my unacceptable falls into this with a dude from the airport. Now, I want to preface this unacceptable by saying, "Oh shit!" Is my fu- I gotta. I want to preface this unacceptable by saying this people i my heart goes out to you if you have any kind of like deformity if you have any kind of things that makes you insecure any marks on your body um this is not about bashing those people this is not about that uh i know people get a raw deal god forbid anything like that happens to me with any kind of thing you know it, it, and i don't mean to be rude about what i'm about to say so don't freak out and be like oh that's fucking rude this guy just ha-. no i'm waiting to get on this plane and this dude had something on his head this older man not like super old but he had some kind of fungus on his fucking head and it wasn't like it, it wasn't like a scab or anything it was like green fucking fungus and i, I don't want to think about it right now cuz i'm it makes me sick so i hope you're not eating this guy had this fucking like growth green shit all over his head, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, listen, I know if you had to deal with it a long time, if it's something you have to put medication on, you can't cover it, you're at a fucking airport in front of a bunch of people, put a damn hat on your head, it is unacceptable, you got some fucking, this guy looked like he was about to just morph into the lizard guy from fucking Spider-Man, and I'm sitting there, and I, I, I honestly couldn't look at it, like I didn't want to focus on it, like my eye caught it, and you know when you see something like that, it's kind of fucked up and you're just like, you kind of have to look. You're like, I, I gotta, you know, I, I have to look at this guy's, I have to look at, the, I have to look at the fucked up shit on this guy's head. It's just, it's impossible to not look at it. It was so bad after my glimpse that I couldn't even do that extra focus. I couldn't even, so I just looked at it and I'm going, what the fuck is that? And it was just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was almost like, I I don't even know, it it, it was like chunks of green scab, but it almost looked like scales on a fucking, but it was clearly something that could either be cut off, or he was working on getting done, or something that just happened to him, but here's what I didn't like, this dude is sitting there, feet out, open book, like he doesn't have a horror show on the top of his head, Just, just cool with it. There is no way, if I had a fucking, if I had a freckle that looked like that, that nobody could see on my arm, I'd probably have it in a fucking cast. This guy had a spread on his, the top of his head, and you would have thought he was just walking around a pool resort with it exposed. It was, in, it was unacceptable. It was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Put a fucking hat on your head. I don't care even if it's got to be a netted hat where the thing could still fucking breathe. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. It was unacceptable, and and it was something where it was almost just like, really, dude, like, you, you think that's okay? That's okay to just walk around? And I know some of you people, oh, no, maybe it's a condition. I don't give a fuck what it is. Put a sock on your fucking head. Do something. Do something to cover up that absolute horror show. Okay, what if somebody wants to go get a chicken wrap or something and eat before they fly and they got to look at this guy's fucking dried up guacamole on the top of his head or whatever the hell it was. It was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. I don't ever wish to see it again. Absolutely unacceptable some cream on it, there's anything that you could have done, there was anything you could have done except sitting there, open book or magazine feed out, like, ah, you know, I got a little fucked up thing on my head, no, it's not that, it's a horror picture on your head, do something, I don't like that, I don't like when people, and sometimes I'm saying to myself, like, you know, I don't know, maybe the guy had to go to therapy and the therapist just said, just expose it, but no. No, you want to expose it. Expose it walking around the confines of your own house. How about that? Do it. Do, do, walk. Do expose it around your family that doesn't mind, you know, throwing up every time you guys eat together. Do that, you know. Do that. If you if you if you have to if you have to have it out, just don't be in a busy airport when a bunch of people are trying to fly from Washington D.C. to New York, which is obviously a busy flight for business or whatever, and just sit there with this thing hanging on your head. And it wasn't like this thing that was like, it wasn't something, I, I don't think this wasn't anything that was like a big like born fucking tumor. This wasn't that. This was some sort of rash. This was some sort of just fucking, ugh. Dude, if I had what this guy had on my head, God forbid I ever do. If I had this on head, I would immediately, I would be at the, I would would go to a hospital and go, I don't give a fuck. If I don't have medical insurance, I don't care what it's going to cost. I don't care what you have to use, okay? If you tell me the only thing you got back there is a chainsaw, then let's lube the fucker up, numb my head, and let's get a chainsaw to saw this shit off, whatever it may be. I am not going anywhere, okay? You can scalp me, you know, let's let's fucking take the skin off the top. I, I let's do something. Let's do let's get creative. Let's do something. What do I owe you? Just tell me what I owe you to fix this. And this guy's just sitting oh ah, yeah, you see this green shit on my head? Uh oh, look, ESPN the magazine. No, cover it up. Put something on it. I I honest to God, if you were starving and you saw the top of this guy's head, you wouldn't have been able to eat. And 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 again. I'm not trying to be insensitive here. I'm not trying to... Th- th- this was not a deformity that I think that was born with. I really don't. It didn't look like that. I've seen that before. I've seen some fucked up things before. I really have. This was the, the one of the grossest. I think sometimes old... When people get older, they just don't give a shit. I don't know what it was, but it was awful and it was unacceptable. And whoever's in this man's life needs to go, Hey, I, you know dad or grandpa or whatever listen man you gotta cover that shit up you gotta cover it up that's it I mean that's I, I'm not going with you unless you cover it up you know in a movie in, in, you know maybe in a dark movie or something if we sit in the back after everybody's sitting there maybe that's one thing but I I, I mean we can't do this you know you, you this guy will be you know ordering sour patch kids at the movie theater people kids just start throwing up all over the place so that's my unacceptable um cover it up you know think about it like this if you had a rash if you had a really bad rash on your you know somewhere let's say that was visible like if half of your face had a really bad rash right if it was so bad where you need a medication or whatever and you got to stay in fine but if it starts getting a little better and you're going to go outside a little messed up you know you put a little cream or le- even then you know, you put a little hat on and tilt it down or something, and you just kind of fucking deal with it, maybe a hoodie, just to, just to, like, to just, to just, and, and that's not even bad, that's a rash that people know you have, so even if it is exposed, they're like, "All right, you know what, this person has either poison ivy or some kind of allergic reaction, this was a horror show, and it was on the top of this man's bald head. With like hair trying to be combed over, it wasn't all. It was just, it was the worst thing ever. So, that's my unacceptable. At least have the common courtesy for other people around you to know that they don't need to see that when they're about to fly. All right, because I'm forget being scared of flying. I mean, and all I'm thinking about, oh my god, this is hilarious. This I was thinking about this on a thing, and I go, oh, I gotta say this on the podcast. I'm on the plane, and he's sitting in the waiting thing. And I'm like the only seat that doesn't have anybody sitting in it. And I'm praying to God. I'm going, please. I literally, I was literally like, please. Please. Don't make, don't make the green head man come sit next to me, please. And I didn't see where he went and he didn't. And I had the seat to myself, thank God. But that would have been, I would have had headphones on. I would have had, you know, I'd have been more comfortable sitting next to somebody with Ebola. To just be like, listen, I'm going to take my chances. If just Hopefully this fucker doesn't cough. <laughs> but uh, that's my unacceptable for the week. Now it's time to get to your guys' unacceptable for the week. Sorry, I didn't mean to gross you out, but I saw that, and I was like, the fact that this guy doesn't have a hat on is unacceptable. There's no way this is not going into the unacceptable. That's what it is. But um, now it's time to get into your unacceptables, so um, let's do it. Okay, so here we go. All right, guys, your... Unacceptables for the week. Here we go. All right. Nicholas Terry at Nick Bats 336 Paul Verzi, people legitimately complaining that the children trick-or-treating not not having original costumes. Unacceptable. Let kids be kids. Yeah, and if adults judging a kid's costume, he's a fucking, he's a narcissistic asshole. Uh, thanks for the uh, unacceptable. Here we go. Uh, Riley Peters at Riley P thirty three, lady dressed up in blackface at Applebee's like a character from Orange Is the New Black, at Paul Versey. is this unacceptable? Um, you know, I never saw that, and I just, 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 just the fact that she's in blackface at Applebee's is unacceptable. Um, Dave Gavry from gonzofame.com, holy shit, unacceptable drunk heckler threw a bottle at Paul Verzi, our boy Verzi dodged it like the Matrix, indeed, too crazy, uh, <laughs> here we go, there's another one, uh, AJ Lesher, AJ thanks for coming out man, um, at Paul Versey. my wife and I went to a comedy show on Halloween and a drunk dude threw a bottle at the headliner, hashtag unacceptable, It was pretty fucking nuts. Um, All right, here we go. This is from uh, Kenny Lofgren. What's up, Kenny? How you doing, brother? At L-O-F-G-R-E-N-K-E. At at Paul Verzi. Teenagers trick-or-treating. Still, I love this one. Still at 10.45 p.m. This shit is for little kids. It ends at 8. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag animals. Hashtag in training. I love that one, Kenny. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, if you're out at 1030 getting, I mean, I, I would close your lights, though. You know, don't keep your lights on with the, you know, some people just go, you know, some people just need to just lock it up, you know, shut it down, bring the, make sure the candy's away, close the lights. I mean, these that isn't, you're an animal, and you're a shitty parent if your kid's knocking doors at quarter to 11 at night. On Halloween. Like my, my kid does, like my kids are young. They go like fucking eight houses. All right. This is from Eric Watkins at ewat twenty at Paul Verzi. Putting political ad papers on my windshield on the roof of the parking garage while it's raining. Unacceptable. That's the worst. Yeah. It's it's just that's the other thing. I'm gonna get into voting after I do these unacceptables because I really want to talk about that. That's another thing that annoyed the shit out of me this week. These fucking people thinking, you know, getting on their high horse. All right. Anyway, Dave. uh, This is David Colvin. At D Colvin, that's C O L V I N two fifteen. At Pulver, stranger, unplugged my computer without asking, causing my computer to turn off immediately as I work uh, as I'm working on a paper. Hashtag unacceptable. You go up to that coworker or whoever did it, or no stranger, and just go, "What is? Are you out of your fucking mind? Don't touch my shit, or you're gonna eat this computer." That is ridiculous and unacceptable and enraging. A stranger unplugged your shit? Uh, Now, there's... I got a lot of tweets, too, about people calling me uh, Neo from Matrix. Um, Because I dodged a bottle. I don't know how the fuck I dodged it, either. Um, And I'm hearing, guys, yeah, I am hearing about this show where a guy's going to get eaten whole by a snake. He's going to be, like, in a custom suit, and he's going to let an anaconda eat him or something. I I, I don't even... I can't even watch that. That's just the dumbest... uh, uh, I mean, how could anybody, e- oh my God, dude, I just got the chills thinking about that. I can't, I can't even, yeah, I don't know, that's fucking nuts. Okay, here we go. Let's go, we got Chris White. Uh, wait, why did, oh, I'm sorry, Chris White, I'll pull, I'm sorry, I, actually, this looks like a self plug, and I'm not doing it, I just, I just saw unacceptable at the bottom, because I go to the hashtag ones. But I, I can't do this to Chris and not read it. So, uh, at uh, JC White, 22 Paul Verzi, killed it tonight at Morty's. Glad to be a part of your album. Also, thanks for taking the time to say hi. Well, thanks for coming out, Chris. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate all you guys who came out. Um, shout out to Nicole Schultz. She came out, took a picture with her. She had a newborn baby at home, if I remember correctly. And she she was cool as hell because she just interrupted me with somebody else and goes, listen, I'm sorry. And I appreciated this and loved it. She just uh, comes up. She goes, Listen, I'm sorry. I just I got a newborn at home. Can I just take a picture real quick? And I just laughed immediately and knew because I know exactly what that's like. So thank you guys for coming out. And also Shonda Shonda and Josh. I know you guys came out. I'm probably fucking up the name. But um and uh uh, Justin Longrich is the one who I actually signed. I signed the bottle, and he has it at home. <laughs> Keep that bottle. You know what? If uh, God willing, you see me one day, years from now, just show up with it. I'll sign it again and just be like, remember that fucking dude threw this at you in Indianapolis? That would be awesome. Um, all right, this is from, here we go, oh, somebody, yeah, J- uh, Jason Morton said, I actually made him, k- at Jason 96749 said, uh, alright, Paul Verzi, you made me do something I said I would never do, create a Twitter, just so I could submit my unacceptable, but I don't know if I got one, so send one, I'd love to, I'd love to hear it, uh, this is from uh, Dave, I believe this is Dave Stein over at uh, Hey My Man Podcast, at Hey, my Dave, at Poverzi, shitting on the floor of a department store dressing room and then covering it up with a pile of skinny jeans. Hashtag unacceptable. Dude, I don't know what department store that was, but something tells me it wasn't Macy's. <laughs> if you're going to shit in a department store, it better be Marshall's or TJ Maxx. But that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, Michael R. Peterson at Latin underscore Viking, is that, is that right? Or, yes, Latin underscore Viking 305 at Paul Verzi. Coworkers insisting having Jerry fucking Springer in the lunch, on, on in the lunchroom. Unacceptable. Yeah, I can't watch that shit, man. I, I can't. I can't, like, the Jerry Springer thing, just watching that fucking trash after all these years, and it just goes to show how addictive it is and how people just watch a bunch of fuck, I, I dude, there's, is anything grosser than just watching a fat fucking mess of a woman from, like, Missouri with her gut down to her knees and fucking her lipstick on her chin just cursing? Ugh. Okay, um, here we go. I tell you what's unacceptable is the New York Giants play, but I'm going to get into that after uh, you know after we get through these because I just the Knicks I, I thought the Knicks were done and then they beat LeBron and then I'm like oh this could be the year they suck they just lost the last two I'll get into that. Uh, Todd Calvin says at uh, at Todd there were two D's FTW at Paul co coworker uses her disabled mother's handicap permit to park closer at work every day unacceptable. Um, I don't know if I wouldn't do that, but since you don't have it, I guess I could see why you think it's unacceptable. <laughs> that online guy. Oh, I've heard, the online guy's been on the show before, uh, at a random playa, at Paul Verzi. People will stand on the line for an hour and a half for a new call of duty, but won't stand in line to vote. Unacceptable. Um, I'm gonna get into the voting after that. I hear what I hear what you're saying, but there's a flip side to that, and I'll give it to you. But thank you for the um, submission, uh, Ryan Keels at two, and then it's K K E E L S at Paul Verzi going to a restaurant for Thanksgiving. Unacceptable. Um, I agree. It, I mean, it, and if you have no family, I get it. But yeah, I agree. Like the whole family going to a restaurant on Thanksgiving—that's that's not. I don't, I'm not. I'm not with that. Um, oh, this was great. This is actually from Dave from the Dave Stein from the Hey My Man podcast. This is this, this is another funny one. At Paul Versi, asshole candidates hustling outside the polls. I don't need a plastic whistle with your name on it, asshole. <laughs> Uh you should have just blown it as loud in, in, as you could in his face and, and then screamed to say, like, get the fuck out of my face and threw it at him. This is from Mary Blueweed at Mary Blueweed. I love that name. Uh just how it's spelled, Mary Blueweed. Um something tells me she's a pothead, uh, at Paul Verzi, people who throw dirty diapers out of the car and leave them in the street or in the parking lot, unacceptable, I have two kids, I've never done that, never thought about doing that, that is unacceptable, it's like, can you leave it in your shitty car for another half hour, this one is from Joe M at Bone Church, <laughs> uh, Okay, this is another one. Uh, can't wait to hear the new episode of TVE where Paul Rezzi talks about this weekend. Wish I would have been there. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, the Friday night bottle would have made you be like, what the fuck? But yeah, I <laughs> I appreciate it, man. And thank you for the support. I really do appreciate it. Um, let's see here. I think, uh, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, somebody said... Yeah, Zach Coffee said... Anyone trick... Or, oh, it's at Z underscore Coffee, And that is a C-O-F-F-E-Y. At Paul Verzi... Anyone trick-or-treating over the age of 10 is unacceptable. I'd give it a little more than 10. I mean, 10's like not even giving a 12-year-old a shot. But... <laughs> you know, once it starts getting into a certain teen thing, it's just a little... It's a little much. A little much. Um, okay, this is... From Alfred E. Newman at Bad E M J A N n one 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 At Povers, the Open Plan Business Office. The guy that can't close his mouth while taking half an hour to eat his potato chips daily. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, that's a guy who can't be around. Um This is from Dan Kelly. And Dan Kelly says, at Pulverzi, I searched the guide over an hour trying to find farting in cars only to find out it doesn't exist. (laughs) Hashtag unacceptable. That is very unacceptable, Dan. I appreciate your submission. I appreciate you listening to the show. But if you're searching farting in cars, you know what, though? That's so funny that I probably would, like, get determined to find it as well. So I can't be that mad at you. Um Excuse my voice, everybody. It's been a, It's been a fucking nutty weekend. What do you want from me? Um, this is from Squeaky, <laughs> and this is at Dougie Fez. And that's D O U G I E F E Z at Paul Verzi. People who floss while they drive. <laughs> yes, that's unacceptable, and a very funny visual. Um. All right. Are we ready for the? Are we ready for the written the long ones? I think there's a couple of long ones that we could get to. And uh, that will be it, I think. Let me see if that is it for the... Yeah, so that's it for the tweets. Thank you guys so much for the tweets. Those are the unacceptables. And um, here we go. Okay, this is from Hassan Odin. Hassan, thank you very much. Uh, You've uh, written on the show before, so here we go. Uh, Hassan Odin says, Okay, I'll keep it short this time. Unacceptable. I walk into the building that I work at, I hold the door for a guy behind me, stretching my arm and holding the door open for him. He goes to use the automatic door opener, which is like 12 inches away from the door I'm holding. Me being the nice asshole that I am. Ah, you're a good guy. Fuck him. I continue to hold the door and he comes in and doesn't even fucking say thank you. Fucking San Francisco Financial District douchebag. Unacceptable. I'm telling you right now, Hassan, I know your frustration. The other day, this woman did something like that to me where I was trying to be nice. And, you know, I think she had a kid and I was with my kid. And she just totally was so into what she was doing. She didn't say anything. I am a big, firm believer on the yelling out, you're welcome. I Don't don't even say you're welcome nicely. Just be like, you're welcome, ma'am. I went out of my way for you. You're welcome, sir. Can you stop thinking about yourself and just make them feel like an asshole? And even if, like, they whispered it and you didn't hear it, it still fucking makes them change their change their attitude. God, people suck. But thank you. Uh, thank you, Hassan, for that. Okay, last one is my friend in Croatia, who I can't pronounce his name, and he gave me shit for it, so here we go. All right. He's got two. It's hilarious, this guy. Hot summer day in Zagreb, Tram, fucking Croatia. Man in jeans and Crocs. And he shows a picture of the guy in Crocs. Come on, dude. You're in EU. European Union. Have some class. Unacceptable animal. (laughs) This guy hates Crocs. And then he says, uh, uh, then he says, come on, Paul. You can do it. Julfbert D. And my last name is like the hockey player from the Bruins, Lucic, Franic, Neo Matrix Verzi. Happy you are okay. Well, first of all, thank you guys. And actually, I want to thank everybody who um showed concern. I, it was it was crazy. Like that, that's one thing too that I gotta say. The comedy community is uh, something that I've, you know, just with having a family and kind of living not right in the city I, is not something, you know, I don't always get a chance to hang out. And there's a lot of comedians that I don't, that know me and I know them, but it's kind of just in passing. But I got to tell you, after this bottle incident, the amount of people that um just were just really nice and, and you know, concerned and asking if I was all right and and podcast listeners asking and you know just a lot of people were like, Man, you could have been hurt. I'm glad you're not. I appreciate that. That's that's nice. You don't think about that, but that's pretty cool and and nice to have. So uh thank you. And thank everybody. I still can't get your name right, dude. Uh Ilchbirth Frannik. I don't know. Uh Frannik. So anyway, this is just an ongoing thing. This my cat's interrupting my kids sometimes interrupting and these people's names that I try to get right. But I do thank you. Thank you, everybody, for your unacceptables this week. There was a lot of them. I try to get through them all. Sorry if it's taken a really long time. I uh, hope you're enjoying me doing them, uh, that many of them. So um, you guys seem to be cool with it, so that's why. Um, oh, wow, did I just get one as we speak? Wow, I just got an unacceptable as we speak. This has never happened before. It just clicked on and it says double unacceptable and it is from Mark Page. And you know what, Mark? I just got this. This is a first on the TVE where I'm literally Xing out of everything, ready to go to the other segments. And here you go, you popped up. So we're not done. There's one more unacceptable from Mark Page. And it says double unacceptable. I'm reading this cold right now. You guys we're doing this together. So here we go. While I'm looking for a place to check out in Walmart, oh boy that's uh that's that's one where you I mean that can go anyway, but either way when you're in Walmart there's an unacceptable bound to happen there's an unacceptable at every corner of every aisle at Walmart While I'm looking for a place to check out in Walmart, which was a task in itself because they were very um, they very conveniently don't have any more than three checkouts open because there's a million people currently shopping I find a check stand that looks. Relatively short. I get in line behind this huge white trash-looking lady, riding around in an electrical cart. Unacceptable number one, get off your ass and walk. She was just finished in getting her bags, uh, getting her bag groceries in her cart, along with a normal-sized cart that was being pushed by somebody else. She brought with her. I shit you not, at least a hundred and fifty dollars worth. She then proceeds to swipe to swipe what looked like a food stamp card which went through she then had a total of less than ten dollars so she grabs what looks like a second food stamp card and proceeded to try it a bunch of times all of which failed because it wasn't her card so she didn't know the pin after a while she would imagine uh, you would imagine after a while you would imagine getting a little impatient After this taking up 10 minutes, which might as well have been an eternity, she says, never mind, I got some cash. Oh boy. She opens her purse and there was a wad of fucking cash in her purse the whole time. Completely unacceptable. Get your fucking shit together uh, prior to paying. Afterwards, when I finally got done paying and was leaving the store, I saw the same woman stopped in an electrical car. She was still riding on her way out the door to the parking lot. She stopped to take a drink from a giant bottle of Mountain Dew she just bought. And I'm not going to lie, I came close to wanting to push her over. Ah. yeah, that's like, that was, you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of that scene in CB4 with Chris Rock. You remember what Chris Rock in CB4, he was really young. He was like a young kid on SNL at the time. And he, that was like his first movie and I think he wrote it. And he, uh, he did it and he's like, he wrote CB4 and there's a scene where he goes, No, I'm sorry, not CB4. CB4 was, he was the rapper. I think I'm gonna get you, sucker." He had a quick little part, and I'm gonna get you, sucker. Where he walked in, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I want a rib." He's like, "One order of ribs?" He's like, "No, no, man, I just want one rib." How much for one rib? And then he's uh, he's he's like counting his change, and then finally he just takes out this huge wad, and the guy was so pissed off at him. It just reminded me of that. But thank you, Mark, for the um, for the unacceptable, and I thank all you guys for the unacceptable. So. Let's get back to the show here, everybody. We are, wow, hour and three minutes in, and we got some stuff to talk about. Now I want to talk about this voting, okay? First of all, listen, and again, this is going to piss some people off because that's what happens. Here's the deal, okay, on election day. Stop with your fucking tweets all day long saying, go out and vote, you got to vote. Did you vote? I voted and got a sticker, okay? I'm a grown fucking man. I know when it's election day. Okay, you don't have to act like some fucking great person who's doing the right thing. Second of all, it's disrespectful to tell somebody to vote when you don't know what those person's beliefs are and you don't know if that person believes in anybody they're fucking voting on. So... It is our right to vote as Americans. It's an amazing right. And I think it's something that people should take advantage of. And and it's great and all that stuff. I'm never going to sit here and knock voting. But for you to fucking, for you people to try to keep reminding, did you go and vote? I hope everybody voted. Did you vote? I voted. You know what? If you didn't vote, you're part of the fucking problem. No, you know what? That's not true. If somebody didn't vote, I didn't vote for the president, I didn't vote for Mitt Romney or Barack Obama. You want to know why? Cuz I didn't fucking believe in either of them. And you want to say, "Oh, well, it's the lesser of two evils." No, it's not. I'm going to vote for somebody for president that I believe in. And until that happens, if you know if you if you think my, you know what? That's a, that's my right as an American, too. My right as an American is to not fucking vote for somebody that I don't believe in. So think about what you're telling somebody. You're telling somebody, "Now, I'm not saying I'm never going to vote. I'm not saying I don't vote. I'm just saying if there's an election that I choose that I don't I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't like what's going on. I don't believe in either. I think I'm being lied to. I'm not just going to go because somebody fucking told me to and said, oh, we got to pick the lesser of two evils. No, I don't. How about I fucking vote for the non-evil? Where's that guy? I don't like being told what to do. I don't like people fucking putting their business out there. And you know what? Go vote and shut up. How about that? Vote... And and if you wanna say something like, Man, it really felt good to, to utilize that that privilege as an American today, then that's great. That's fine. But don't if you don't vote today you're part of the problem. You're gonna vote? Did you vote? Posting up questions, did you vote? Fuck you, man. Seriously. I, I'm a grown fucking I know it's election day. I know what it is. Okay? I do. Yeah, I got a calendar and a computer and everything. You know, you know, I have I have a lot of things like that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know that, that there are holidays. I know what they mean. I know all that stuff, you know, but but don't don't sit there and tell me what I need to do. And if I don't do it, I'm an awful person. Hey, you don't fucking know me. You don't know my beliefs. You don't know what, what, what I got going on in my life. Don't don't fucking tell me. It really annoys me. Did you vote? Well, you gotta vote. And then these assholes showing up at my doorstep with like, well, I just want to let you know that uh, so-and-so Maloney or fucking Mr. Smith or so-and-so is is running for Congress and they'd really appreciate... Like, do they think by them knocking on my door I'm going to go, yeah, I like that guy. No. I like to fuck with him. Sometimes I'll go like, listen, what do you like to eat? Do that too. Next time somebody knocks on your door I's like, be like, yeah, dude, what do you like better? you like... If you had a choice of Italian food or, you know, just like say something like that and then go. All right, I'm going to consider that, thanks. And then just take the flyer and stare at them when they leave. Fucking assholes. Uh, yeah, I I'm, I just... I, I can't stand when social media gives people a platform. Somebody said something where, yeah, everybody likes to get on their pedestal around times like this. And they do. And I'm not saying this to go against the grain. I'm not saying this because I don't believe in voting. I told you that. But stop... With your, we can help, we can do it, we could do it together, don't be that person, let's go. I I gotta be honest, I don't know half the shit that some of these people stand for. I don't. You know I, know, I know what some of them don't stand for, but like, I'm not going to, and I'm not even gonna tell anybody if I voted or not. This isn't even about that. This is about people using social media to get to, st- to use their platform of social media to kind of act as if they're some great person, better than you, telling you what to do and what you need to do. Shut the fuck up, okay? If you want to go on your Facebook or your Twitter, you have the right to say anything you want to, but like when you're telling other people what to do, it becomes annoying and obnoxious and insulting. It's election day, everybody. Just voted. That those people, the, the whole just voted and got a sticker, shut up. You know, one of the unacceptables was somebody will go trick or treating or somebody will wait online. Oh, somebody will wait online for Call of Duty, but they won't wait online to vote. You know something, that that's actually a good point. I get that. Like, if you're willing to, I mean, the only, in, in the flip side to that is like, you know, you're probably going to get more from the video game, um, but but you make a good point where it's like, you know, people's priorities are, are a little fucked up, and, and I do get that. So, you know, um, I think to not have your word or, or your vote said in anything ever or, or felt in anything, may, you know, doesn't make sense. But you know, next time if you don't vote, or if you're somebody listening to this and you didn't vote, you know, make sure that um 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 for it, you just say, yeah, you know, I really didn't believe in anybody enough to do it. There was nobody in my heart really stood up that I really, you know, so I, I really didn't know what to do, and I didn't want to just pick somebody. And just watch what they say. And and everybody makes a political, is they're gonna tell you that you should. And, well, if you're gonna vote for anybody, and they'll probably tell you to vote for their guy. And that's the funniest thing about it. Anytime somebody says go and vote, they really mean go vote for the person I voted for. That's what they really fucking mean. But whatever. It just annoyed me that people were giving other people shit. And and I said something on Twitter that I was like, I'm a grown man and you don't need to tell me it's election day. And people got upset with me, so whatever. People keep getting upset with me lately. Anytime I talk about something that's like... Anytime I talk about something that that can be looked at as political instead of just, no, this is how I feel. And whatever, what what can you do? You know, hey, some people are going to throw bottles at you. Let's leave it at that. Okay, everybody, moving forward here. Let's get into um, sports. Oh, I got a funny story. My buddy, shout out to my buddy, my good friend Steve Santoro. Steve Santoro was a dude that I went to um, high school with, I believe a year or two younger than me. And, um, you know, I could honestly say, I might have even talked about Steve earlier on in my podcast. But, you know the way people say, man, not everybody could be like you, or you wish people are a certain way. This guy is like what you would want anybody. This guy is one of those guys that like, I could not see this guy for 20 years, and I can just pick up and have a beer with him and talk. And he's just a fucking great, cool dude. And, um, you know, I, I really, he's just a good dude, man. He plays golf. He's a guy's guy. He talks sports. You know, just wants a fucking going. You know, just doesn't want to be bothered. He's a dad. Just a great dude. He texts me. I don't see this guy and talk to this guy probably for you know, a little while, like, he comes out to shows, don't get me wrong, he'll come out to shows here and there, but, you know, life goes, you know, he's, he's got kids, He's he works and stuff, and I get a text from him when I'm at the stand the other night, and it says, thanks, asshole, I'm on chapter seven of the, of, of the staircase, and I've watched all night, all day, so I'm laughing, and I start texting him back, and he goes, I can't talk right now, the blood splatter expert just got on, I'm on chapter eight, so I got so excited that he watched this documentary because I'm tr- I am told people about it. So on my way home from doing spots in the city, I called him up and we talked about it. And he goes, dude, I've been watching from my phone on the train leaving work at 6 o'clock. It's now 2 o'clock in the morning. This dude watched chapters 1 through 8 in one night. Seven and a half hours of a documentary. <laughs> And we were talking about the case as if we were we were gonna be the, the 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 guy's new fucking defense lawyers. It was absolutely hilarious, and it was and I totally understand. And some of you guys are like, Paul, I can't believe you did this to me. I keep watching this thing. My wife is pissed. But you know what? The good news is I can still talk about it until I see a movie. But I will say, my brother said to me that Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. By the way, Jake Gyllenhaal underrated. I'll make that part of my movie segment this week. Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job in Zodiac. I know a lot of people think he's corny because he was like a hard throb and like fucking chicks dig him. It's kind of like the Jeter with the Yankees. But he's good, man. He was good in Zodiac. He was good in Prisoners. He's he's just a good... He's a, The kid is a good actor, but I heard in Nightcrawler, I heard he absolutely destroys it. So I'm going to check that out this weekend with my brother for sure because he wants to see it again. Getting to sports... Like I said, the New York Knicks, man, these fucking guys. I mean, every time I'm like, oh, they might be all right. They got blown out by the Wizards. Then they went on the road. They lost to the Pistons. They're under five hundred. They just go back to their selfish shooting ways and no defense. I just can't do it. The Giants stink. There's That's it. There's nothing else to say. I mean, the Giants and the Knicks suck. I have to deal with it. I don't like baseball. I don't know what to do. The nice thing is the NFL is so cool you can watch anything. So, you know, what are you going to do? What can you do when your team sucks? That's what people are saying. People are like, what's going on? Like, I don't get it. Like, what's going on with the Giants? I just don't understand. Like, why are the Giants, like, what's going on? It's like, here, can anybody understand that sometimes you're just not that good? People see a Hall of Fame coach, a great Hall of Fame quarterback, which Eli Manning is. Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Don't ever fucking forget it. But people say, what's wrong with them? I don't get it. Can it? They, they don't have the personnel. That's what's wrong with them. They don't have a number one wide receiver. Their running game is rookies. Their best wide receiver right now is a rookie. The offensive line sucks. I don't care who you got back there. You put fucking Johnny Unitas back there. If, he, if he's running for his fucking life, it doesn't matter. So the Giants stink. And that's it um what is today today is the sixth yes i am having a birthday in five days six days what's today today's today it just turned the sixth or whatever so yeah so about a week i will i will be having a birthday in a week and um some good news about the the album um i am going to be doing a record release party in new york and los angeles so, um, I'm thrilled to be a part of All Things Comedy Records is going to be my record label who picked up the the, 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 the CD or the, the album. And, um, we're going to do a, uh, record release party in New York, probably at The Stand. And, um, you know, I'll do a bunch of podcasts out here. Then I'm going to fly out west, do the same thing. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Stay tuned for that. All that's coming. And, um, as far as plugs this week, guys... I will be, again, for the New York Comedy Festival, the all-in tour with me and uh, Joe Bartnick. Jason Lawhead's not making this one. He's stuck out in L.A. But me, Joe Bartnick, special guests uh, are going to be at The Stand Sunday night, 8 o'clock, the last all-in tour of the year in New York at the stand is going to be great. I found out it's almost already sold out. There's a few tickets left, so if you're hearing about it, you want to go, go check it out. Great club, great time, great food, great drinks, the whole deal. It's going to be a nice Sunday night, and um, that's going down. And all other dates for this month are on my website, paulverzi.com. Go to that. Also, go to Twitter. Uh, at Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I. Please leave your comments on iTunes for the Verzi Effect podcast, which is now, uh, thrilled to be a part of All Things Comedy, uh, network. So, check that out. It's the best podcast network that's out there. And, uh, that's it, guys. That's the show. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, that's the story about the, uh, the bottle getting thrown at me. And, uh... And uh, just a whole weekend. But uh, all your guys' support through everything uh, is the best. So until episode 185, getting closer to 200, guys, I am out of here. I will talk to you guys soon.